Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. Now that we have officially launched into fall with our prior sermon series, Ready to Launch, we're going to spend some time thinking about and celebrating the goodness of God that is in our midst. We're going to do this by celebrating the ways God has been, is, and always will be with us on this journey, and how here today, God has brought us together for joy. Today, we begin our annual stewardship sermon series centered around whole life giving. This series is titled Together for Joy, as we can give of ourselves for the glory of God's kingdom together. We hear from Pastor Jen Tyler, who shares from the 98th Psalm and reminds us of a history of joy. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Why don't you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we give you thanks for gathering us here in this place to worship and honor you. And we ask that as we do so, you would open our ears that we might hear you more clearly, our eyes that we might see you more clearly, and our hearts that we might love you more deeply as you rid us from any and all distractions so that all that we see and hear and know and feel and speak are of you. Amen. So today, as you've probably figured out, we are starting this new sermon series, Together for Joy. This is our stewardship series this year, and I got to tell you, I really hope you're as excited as I am that it's stewardship time here in the church. Uh, And as I say that, I'm getting some looks like, this lady's crazy, right? Because who likes stewardship time? And I don't know about you, if I'm honest, when we talk about stewardship or giving or pledges in other places, like when I hear them asking for pledges on the radio, sometimes I just change the channel, whether or not I've already given, right? But for me, talking about it in church is different. It's different because there is a great deal of joy for me in talking about the opportunity that we have, and it really is an opportunity, to take what God has given us, our time, our energy, our health, our talents, our gifts, all that God has given us, And then here in church, we get to talk about and celebrate how we can use them for good to further the kingdom of God of which we are a part. And that really does truly bring me joy to think about the countless things that we can accomplish together. Like Mark said, you can't really buy much for a penny, although I do remember getting down to the drugstore and buying penny candy when I was a kid even. But when you bring all those pennies together, they really do go a lot further. And that means that when we come together and we collect our gifts together, there are opportunities for joy and service and ministry that we wouldn't all otherwise have. And for me, the best part of talking about that here in church is that we don't just talk about it or talk to you, but we want to invite you to be a part of it. I mean, that's why we have letters that go out to encourage you in advance to be praying about it, as Pastor Bryce said, reading through the ways that we can give. And maybe even you are inclined, as I have been, to accept the challenge of our finance team this year, who wants everyone who pledged last year to increase our gifts by 5%. Not 5% of your total income, but maybe if you give $100 a month, stepping it up to 105 I personally wouldn't 
promote that kind of challenge if I had not already submitted my personal pledge card so that you know for more than a 5% increase over last year. And I do that because I truly love to give and it is without question the most important spiritual discipline in my life. And if you ever want to hear more about it, because uh, I don't get to talk about it enough in my sermons, then you just let me know and I'd be happy to. I want you to know, of course, that for those among us who have thought or prayed about giving or pledging in these ways, who've never given one, obviously a 5% increase of zero is still zero, and I don't want you to feel left out. So my personal goal is to increase the number of pledges that we receive in our congregation by 50% over those who turned them in last year. And so I hope that you will take part in this drive one way or another. In part, we do this because truly we can do more together than apart. And as we highlight that, I want to name that part of what is important about stewardship, by the way, is not just our church budget, even though we're working on them at the same time. Stewardship is about more than that. It is about ways that we choose and are able to trust in God and to put God first in our lives. And when we trust God in this way, amazing things can happen. I know for me personally, that's part of my joy of giving is that when I put God first and I trust God in unprecedented ways, things in my life, well, my relationship with God changes for the better. And that doesn't mean that everything's going to go perfect all the time. I mean, I can have a really terrible day and have it still be well with my soul, as the song says. Because God is with us even when things are hard. And sometimes life's really hard, isn't it? I think there's a lot of us here today, some of your stories I know, some that I don't, who came today carrying a lot of baggage or hurt or pain. Some of us are walking numb in grief or overwhelmed with some medical situations that we don't quite know how to talk about. Maybe we have questions that we think we want the answer to, but we're also a little scared of what those answers might bring. Maybe you're tired from what the week behind threw at you, or maybe you had a wonderful, beautiful week, but you are a parent or grandparent of young children, and life might be good, but you sure wish you had a clean house and full night of rest for overnight. Wouldn't that be nice to have that? All of these things, and it doesn't even count some of those daily struggles that we carry with us in other ways as well. Maybe it's anxiety or depression or struggles in relationships. We all have a lot that we bring with us in any given moment or day. And if there is anything that ties all that we bring and all that we are together, it is that God is with us through it all. God always has been, God is, God always will be. And so we come together like we do in worship every week to be reminded that we are never alone, even and perhaps especially when the challenges around us feel overwhelming. Life is better when we share in the joys that we have together too, isn't it? I don't know about you, but that's one of the things I love about having a baptism is I don't think I've ever shared in a baptism when only the parents showed up. But we have our community come around us to celebrate in the good things too. And life is better when we come together for that joy, isn't it? 
And so as we lean into the joy of giving, I want to invite you to read with me. We're going to spend these next few weeks talking about what that looks like for us to come together in joy by reading perhaps an unexpected sort of text for this series. There are more texts in scripture than could possibly be counted that talk about giving and generosity and sacrifice or even tithing and giving 10%. But I want to invite you to read with me from Psalm 98. We're going to focus on Psalm 98 over these three weeks, just three verses at a time. And it's only nine verses, so I've been reading it every day as a part of my prayer life, and I hope that you will join me in doing that. And so instead of only inviting you to do that at home, I thought we would start by reading together the first three verses of Psalm 98. The words are on the screen. Why don't you join me as we read this together? It says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. One of the many things that I appreciate about the Psalms is how they manage to speak truth poetically and beautifully while also reminding us that, as it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a time for every season, for grief and lament, for joy, uncertainty, anger, maybe even some rage, right alongside those times for celebrations. These things come together and almost every time they remind us that in the past and present and future, one thing ties all of that together, and that is by naming that it is always a good time to trust God. Trust God when things are good and when they are hard, when they are predictable and when they are uncertain, when they are scary or unprecedented or perfect or awful. Trust God. Because even when we can't control the situations we wish we could, we can know that God has got this. And one of my favorite things to do in a season like this one, where I have been reflecting on that invitation in these words, and I have been reading the 98th Psalm every day as I prepared my heart for what God might want us to hear in these words. I have been doing that by, in part through one of my personal practices of reading in a different Bible every day. I know this will surprise you, but as a pastor, I own a lot of Bibles. And they are all a little bit different, different translations. The one that we read today is from the New International Version, which is one I often use in devotions. But there are also lots of other ones. And while they essentially say the same, they're all a little different. And one of those translations that spoke to me this week is actually not a translation at all. It's called The Message, and it is a contemporary rendering. It's got some contemporary versions and storytelling as it tries to help us understand what the scripture might say to us today. And in The Message, these first three verses read quite differently as they say to us, sing to God a brand new song. He's made a world of wonders. He's rolled up his sleeves. He's set things right. God made history with salvation. He showed the world what he could do. He remembered to love us, a bonus to his dear family, Israel. 
indefatigable love, the whole earth comes to attention. Look, God's work of salvation. Sing praises to God, these verses begin. Sing to God this brand new song. Because God has rolled up his sleeves and set things right. Isn't that a fun imagery to imagine God? Literally, if I had sleeves, I'd roll them up right now for you. I read these words and I realize that for God to need to roll up God's sleeves and set things right, things first had to be a little wrong, didn't they? And even though the joy and the praises and the thanksgivings are all there in the psalm, we realize that the writer of this psalm did not come in telling us to sing these songs of joy because life was perfect or easy or without turmoil. But rather, they came in saying, let us praise God because with all things, God is good. Because God made a world of wonders and showed the world what he could do by offering us salvation. Now in the past, we know that God remembered to love us. It tells us God loved us not just when it was easy, but in all times with this indefatigable kind of love. And I got to tell you, before I read this passage this week, I'd never heard that word. And I am entirely sure that I'm saying it wrong. And somebody even corrected me after the first service and I can't remember what they said. So we're just going to go with it. I like the way I say it anyway, because really the root of the word is about persisting tirelessly, right? So never growing in fatigue. Uh, indefatigable, or however you say it. Try and say it fast three times, however you say it. And I'll be really impressed if you figure it out indefatigable love is not just to push through when you're tired like you and I have to sometimes, but when God loves in this way, it is to love in a way that never even grows tired, that never grows weary, that is never wavering or uncertain. The psalmist celebrates this truth here because he knows that God has always been there for us, tirelessly, faithfully, relentlessly, both from the beginning of time and all the way through to today. God always has been, is, and will be the very same loving and generous God, whether we are reflecting on what has been or those places that we are yet to go that we cannot quite imagine. God is indefatigable. That's great news. Isn't it that in a time when the world persists, there is conflict all around us? In a time when we've already acknowledged that each and every one of us comes with a little bit of our own baggage or pain or burdens that we are having to bear. In a time when the weight of the world feels a little heavier every time I turn the news on, God never tires. This revelation for me in this new word this week isn't new, of course. We know that even from the beginning of time and all throughout scripture, there is war and conflict and persecution and famine. It's everywhere in the history of the world and even in scripture. Hard times fell upon the Israelites, both individually and collectively in the same way as they do on us. The psalmist knew this because they lived it. Knowing this, and living in this tension, the psalmist sat down to write these words and to focus not on their woes, but also to not entirely ignore them. 
but instead choosing to remember what came, well, some truths are always going to remain. And that is that living into and celebrating the truths that we can control is our opportunity to gather and to do as Psalm 98.1 invites us, to sing to the Lord a new song. For God has done in the past marvelous things, and God will do in the future even more marvelous things. And so let us sing songs of joy as we give thanks for all that we have and all that God has given. And then maybe if we're not feeling so sure, maybe give God a little more praise or a lot for that matter. And give back to God, not because we have to and not in spite of all that is happening around us, but because the wisdom found here and what the writer of the psalm knew is that when all else has failed and when the world around us couldn't be trusted and counted on, God always can be, God always could be, and God always will be. That is our truth and invitation and reminder today that God remembers God's love and faithfulness for us here today, the same as God did then to the people of Israel. And God is working tirelessly to invite us to lean into and trust this great love offered to us as we look ahead to our hope-filled future. As we move into that future with hope, together for joy, may we do so by trusting God. By trusting God through the giving of our hearts, our time, our resources, our finances, and our voices, as we use all of who we are and every breath that we take to sing songs of praise and thanksgiving and joy to the Lord our God, our Savior, Redeemer, and indefatigable friend. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for your abundance, for your generosity, for your care, and for your tireless and abundant love. We ask that you would help us to trust in you and to embrace these gifts this and every day in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and friend. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.